Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The major metropolitan cities are beginning to lose police officers, firefighters, EMTs, and sanitation workers. Um, the New York City Fire Department has had 2,000 people walk off the job. 2,000. That means when someone calls 911, because you know they're cats in a tree, there might not be enough firefighters to show up. And some of these old apartment buildings, you know, in the low-income neighborhoods, when they go up, they go up like tinderboxes. The uh, NYPD is racing to deal with the fact, headline, New York Daily News, 50% of the police department is unvaccinated. 50 does anybody, any rational human being, any rational human being think that New York City could go without 50% of its police department? 50%? Let me give you a headline from NBC4, that's WNBC, the flagship local for NBC News. Car theft suspect arrested, person in custody after false report of missing boy. How are you going to get these guys? How are you going to get these guys? If kids start going missing for real, if there are an increase in rapes, robberies, you see some of these insane videos of people just being mugged in broad daylight out in the open. What do you think is going to happen if 50% of the New York City Police Department does not show up for work? And they lose 2,000 firefighters. Then there's the EMTs. Then there's the sanitation workers. And I know everybody thinks it's funny when I say it, but public defecation is decriminalized in New York City. You can drop a deuce wherever you want and nobody's going to bother you. I mean, you might get some onlookers, but you're not going to get arrested. You can pop a grumpy wherever you want. Y-695-PATRIOT-957-2874. So it begins. It begins. The Daily Mail has an interesting headline on this. New York City begs for volunteer firefighters from Long Island and upstate to New York. Upstate New York has close to one third of FDNY staff remain unvaccinated ahead of the November 1st deadline. Now, some of these guys, some of these guys might think this is their opportunity to go from volunteer to career. I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the way unions operate, but they have this nasty little word for people that cross picket lines. They're called scabs. New York City has issued a statewide call for firefighters from both Long Island and upstate New York as one-third of city firefighters remain unvaccinated ahead of the November 1st deadline, leaving 26 firehouses shuttered. About 72% of FDNY workers have been vaccinated ahead. Now, you got to understand, there, there is a little language, something being lost in, a, in, in the translation here. Just because you work for the fire department doesn't mean you're actually a firefighter. Doesn't mean you're on the job. You might have been on the job and now you're riding a desk. I mean, I guess they could potentially pull some of those people off. But there are lots of people that work for the NYPD that aren't police officers. 
like the traffic division. They, they wear a police officer's uniform, sort of. They have a different badge and they don't have guns. The most they can do is write you a ticket. 72% of FDNY workers have been vaccinated ahead of the November 1st deadline, meaning that up to 4,000 workers may be terminated from the department. So we got the 2,000 of actual firefighters from the Daily News. The message was sent through email as nearly 350 potential volunteer firefighters were tagged. Good morning. All the email read, we need to start identifying members of the service who are active volunteer firemen in both Long Island and upstate counties in anticipation of the impending shortage of the FDNY due to COVID vaccine mandates. Well, there's just an issue. There's a problem with that. Many of these volunteer firefighters, and I grew up in a town with a volunteer department, Belmore, New York. Most of these people work locally and have the ability to leave their job for a very short period of time if there is a call. But they still got to go to work. They still got to go to work. So unless their employers are going to give them the full time off to, you know, run a 24-hour shift or a 48-hour shift or whatever it is that, that, that the way they schedule them in New York City, Many of these people are not going to be able to come to New York City to be to be firefighters. Is the city going to pay them? What happens when this is over? Are they going to join the union? The media is just not going to tell you. The media is not going to do stories on missing children and burning buildings. They are going to run a cover-up operation for de Blasio and Hochul and Biden. This is going to be a disaster. You know, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I wrote my monologue for Blaze TV for the episode that they released Friday about this. And I wrote it weeks ago because I saw it. If you watch that episode, if you watch the clip, the first line in it, the Democrat vaccine mandates are going to get people killed. They are a threat to public safety now. They are a threat to public safety. What, you're going to keep changing the definition of fully vaccinated? Is the CDC led by Dr. Rochelle Walensky going to promote fake fake, uh, fake uh, lab studies? How many more people want in lockdown? Should we just keep firing people if they don't get if they don't do as they're told? This is a test of our freedoms. And the people that walked around saying, screw your freedom or the hell with your freedom, you ought to be keep you ought to be keeping track of that. Especially if they're performers. There are some bands I'm not gonna be going to see again. You said F my freedom, guess what, pal? I work hard for my money. I'm not gonna spend it on a concert ticket. Where the singer's going to tell me, F my freedoms. Wines at 695, Patriot 9572874. Man, you know, that's superficial stuff. That stuff, I will say, most of us will get over. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I will too. I think, I think we have a love for sports. We have a love for live events. You know that my 
Veterans Day event is Vax only in Nashville on November 12th. But this is something different. This is the government. This is the government. You paid your taxes. If you're a taxpayer and you live in a city with a police department, which I assume you have one, if you are paying taxes for these services and they are firing these people so they can't perform the services, um, you're not getting your money back and you're not getting the service. And this is just going to get worse. Headline Bloomberg. American Airlines canceled flights portend messy holiday travel. The razor-thin staffing that contributed to thousands of canceled U.S. passenger flights in October doesn't bode well for smooth holiday travel. They canceled almost 2,000 flights. 2,000! Including 302 early Monday. That's today. Cancellations continue to ripple from disruption of flights as high winds that started Friday at the main hub near Dallas just three weeks ago. Southwest Airlines sparked customer ire. It canceled 3,100 flights over four days because of storms and interrupted air traffic control. Southwest said it needed to hire more workers to ward off disruptions. Well, good luck. Good luck. We have a labor shortage because we're continuing to pay people not to work. The Democrats are continuing the fear-mongering campaign. They are continuing to promote the message that if if you don't do exactly as they say, you're going to die, 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 die. And there are people that still believe this. And they're living in utter fear. Um, It's not like safe for me to go back to work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's safe for you to go back to work. Are you vaccinated? It's safe for you to go back to work. What about the unvaccinated? Well, let's see. If you're vaccinated, the unvaccinated shouldn't be a threat to you. You're supposed to have protection from the virus should you be exposed. If that's not the case, then the vaccine's ineffective and a waste of your time and and, and, and a waste of these lockdowns. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. I'm going to be spending more time on Sulla Omarova because, man, I'm waiting for the political traction. I'm waiting for people to catch on to what it is this woman is proposing to do. And that is start a new national agency, federal agency that would dictate private investment in the United States. Oh, you can keep some, you can have private investment. You're just not going to invest in the private sector anymore. The public sector is going to direct your resources. That's the National Investment Authority. And I spent some portion of my weekend, yeah, I had fun on Halloween. Don't get me wrong. But I spent a portion of my weekend watching this woman in more than one conference. These are not obscure things that she was saying that we played for you last week and we'll play them again if we have to. She spoke at something called the Direct Democracy Conference. Does that scare you? Mobocracy, mob rule. She's going around telling anyone who will listen. She says she, she's, she doesn't support Marxism. Yet every video that you watch of her, she's talking about 
how the government needs to run investment, the government needs to own property, the government has to take over, the government has to has to tell the private sector how to operate, the government has to dictate its use of resources. That's Marxism, or at least it's fascism. I mean, she did, after all, go to the Moscow State University on the Vladimir Lenin Scholarship. And Biden promoted her to be comptroller of the Treasury Department. And the best part of this is she's just another Elizabeth Warren. She has no experience in finance, monetary policy, international trade, or anything. Like Elizabeth Warren, she's a law school professor. She's a law school professor that wants the government to run everything. So we're going to be getting into that. Tomorrow's election day. Tomorrow is election day in Virginia and New Jersey. And the Democrats seem really, really, really nervous about McAuliffe's chances. He's actually out there trying to convince people that people were applauding him applauding him when he said parents should have no have no business being involved in education applauding him he thinks people were cheering for that they want more of it yes we want to pay our taxes and keep our mouths shut we don't want we don't want to have a say in what our kids learn somebody ought to ask him if they had any courage in the media where did your kids go to school mr mcculliffe Where did your kids go to school? Did they go to private school? Did they go to public school? In other words, did you make the choice in their education? And then you had this idiotic staged event where members of the Virginia Young Democrats showed up to Glenn Youngkin's bus, get this, with tiki torches. And the media's first, white nationalists are endorsing, endorsing Glenn Youngkin. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a black white nationalist. One of the people with the tiki torches was black. I want you to listen to this. Terry McAuliffe went on Meet the Press this weekend to brag about telling you you have no right to be involved in your kid's education. Cut eight. Uh, Nine, nine, cut nine. He's going after one of the most preeminent African-American female writers in American history, won the Nobel Prize as Presidential Medal of Freedom, and he wants her books banned. Now, of all the hundreds of books you could look at, why did you take the one black female author? Why did you do it? He's ending his campaign on a racist dog whistle, just like he started the campaign when he talks about election integrity. But Chuck, we have a great school system in Virginia. Dorothy and I have raised our five children. Of course, parents are involved in it. The question should be, could an extreme Republican bill that would allow parents to take books off of shelves, should that be left to the hands of the parents or should it be left to the school boards and others who do this every single day and focus on it? They would argue that and bill is not saying As you saw in the crowd, everybody they, clapped when right. I said it. First of all, nobody is talking about, again, torches, going into the library and just arbitrarily taking out Toni Morrison's books. That's what he's tied this to. He's tried to make this about Toni Morrison. Now, why Toni Morrison? Because Toni Morrison declared Bill Clinton to be the first black president, if you remember. McAuliffe is a a Clintonite, a Clintonoid. He comes straight out of the Clinton inner circle. This is not about banning Toni Morrison's books. This is about critical race theory being imposed upon students. In other words, the books, for the most part, aren't there. What these parents are saying is, don't put them there. They're not marching into the library and going, okay, we're taking this, we're taking this, we're taking this, we're taking this. 
There's, let me put it like this. There's a difference between teaching something and promoting it. There's a difference between informing students and imposing on them. So if you have, if you have a sex ed program that's teaching age appropriate, let's say we're talking about seniors in high school. There's a difference between saying, this is what heterosexuality is. This is what homosexuality is. There are people that believe that there's this thing called transgenderism where people believe they're born in the wrong body. That's wholly different than telling students you will accept these things and you will believe them to be equivalent. I don't mean to be, see now this is how this works. If you say heterosexuality and homosexuality are not equivalent, they're going to say you're a homophobe, but they're not equivalent. One can actually produce babies. The other one can't. One is an evolutionary dead end, a generational dead end. The other one isn't. Now that doesn't mean, I'm not trying to personally insult gay people when I say that, but two same-sex people, same-sex couples using only what God gave them cannot produce children. So in the absence of turkey basters or adoption or, you know, trying it out for, you know, once. Uh, it's a generational dead end. You will not pass on your DNA to anyone if it's two men. You cannot impregnate a man's rectum. You just can't. So there is a distinguishing quality between heterosexuality, which creates the generations, and homosexuality, which does not. But if you're, there's a difference between teaching what is homosexuality and promoting a rainbow flag agenda. There's a difference. Parents have the right, if they're taxpayers, unless that McAuliffe's going to have the guts to say, once you pay your taxes to government, that's as far as your opinion extends. Well, then maybe we ought to disband government-run education. People talk about democracy. I would love to ask a Democrat, do voters in a district have the democratic ability to disband, if, the, if you can disband the police department, can you disband the public school system, the government school system? Yes or no? If not, why? If people in a jurisdiction can vote to disband their police department, why can't they vote to disband their education department and make it purely a, a four-fee private service? Why not? But he actually thinks that's popular. Maybe amongst people who believe in choice for me, not for thee. Or think everyone else is ignorant. Oh, we don't we don't want ignorant parents. Oh, so who's ignorant? Everyone but you? You're the smartest person in the room? You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to three east, nine to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.